Good morning. As the bulletin says, my name is Mark Smith, and I am very grateful to be visiting with you all this morning. I serve on your bishop's staff as the youth missioner for the Diocese of Massachusetts. And so on behalf of your bishops and the rest of the diocesan staff, I bring you greetings. I'm here today at Trinity Church as one of the adult mentors who are accompanying your diocesan youth council. The Diocesan Youth Council, or DYC as it's known, is a group of about 30 young people from across eastern Massachusetts, from Amesbury down to Ayr, out to Ayr, and down to Somerset and Fall River. And these young folks have signed on for a year of service to the church. And they, and as I say, a few of us adults, are here, have been here um, overnight to plan for the middle school retreat that the DYC will be hosting up at the Barbara C. Harris camp next month. So on behalf of your diocesan youth council, thanks so much for welcoming us. I want to give a special thanks and shout out to Libby and Brooke, who are serving today as your chief ambassadors of hospitality. Libby and Brooke are members of the DYC, and they have been great, along with Reverend Becky and Nancy and your sextons and your administrator, Ann, in making sure that we all have what we needed to get our work done and be comfortable. I want to say also thanks to Becky and Nancy for inviting me to preach this morning here today. I'm grateful for the chance to, to, to give you all this personal thanks not only for hosting the Diocesan Youth Council this weekend, but more importantly, for your support of all of the Diocesan Youth programs throughout the years, from attending retreats up at the camp, to participating in our summer camp, to supporting the Las Fronteras mission trip two years ago, and participating in the Youth Council both now and in the past, it has been great to have the good people of Trinity Church in Concord as a part of our diocesan youth ministry village, so to speak. I'm also delighted to get to preach here today with you about the gospel message that we have in this morning's scripture readings. As a deacon, I always love the chance to preach on the holiness of living as Jesus puts it in, our, in today's gospel, not to be served, but to serve. You know, today's story in Mark's gospel is one of those wonderful scenes where you and I get to be all smug, don't we? We get to feel all superior as we stop at those foolish, bumbling disciples. First, we have those dang Zebedee boys cozying up to Jesus in a bold power play for the best seats in heaven. Rabbi, they say, would you grant us a favor? Would you honor us in eternity with the best seats in heaven, the seats on either side of you in glory? Jesus, of course, reminds them that the privilege that they seek is not his to give, but God's honor to grant. 
And I have to think that those Zebedee boys were pretty disappointed at this response. Can't you just see them sort of slumping back to the pack, a little grumpy at yet one more evasive sort of non-answer from the teacher? And of course, their grumbling is not the only disgruntlement in the community this morning, is it? The other disciples were not very happy with John and Jimmy's little power play, were they? As I said, this is one of those stories that allows you and me to pat each other on our collective back. Just imagine all that politicking and power plays and bickering among members within the church. Folks were pretty unloving in the church back in the day, weren't they? Power grabs, backbiting, just imagine. Aren't you glad that we have progressed beyond all that? (laughs) Anyway, in response to all their bickering about who is the best and who should be honored, Jesus reminds this band of disciples that unlike the rulers who lord their power over others, we disciples get our greatness from serving others. As I mentioned earlier, I always love the chance to preach on the holiness of living not to be served, but to serve, particularly as a deacon. See, the word deacon comes from the Greek word diakonia, or service, literally. The World Council of Churches defines diakonia as as service performed by all Christians in response to the needs of other people. Going on to note that this responsibility of service is rooted in and modeled on Christ's service to others. Very often when we think of the diakonia in the church, we think of those first church folk who were specifically titled deacons, those members of the early church who were charged with distributing food and other services to the widowed and the orphan. But the New Testament understanding of diaconia also points back to our Old Testament heritage, to the prophets of Judah and Israel speaking out as advocates for the widows and the orphan speaking out against the high and mighty, using the privilege of their status and power to oppress and marginalize the vulnerable. That that prophecy, that speaking out against that oppression, that too is diakonia. In our Episcopal tradition, those of us who are ordained as deacons are called to be reminders to the church of all of our collective responsibility to serve and defend the least and the lost, the outlawed and the outcast. The deacon in our liturgy, by proclaiming the gospel, by setting the table, by clearing the table after our meal, and dismissing us out into the streets, the deacon reminds the church that diakonia is the work of all of us in the church. As Jesus tells his disciples, 
In the church, greatness comes from living not to be served, but to serve. And at this point in my sermon, if you indulge me, I have to give a special apology to my sisters and brothers in Christ who are members of the DYC. See, this message of serving rather than being served is a message they already remind each other of all the time. In our planning for retreats, their mantra is, it's not about us. It's about our retreatants. It's about our guests. Of course, this, this notion of humility is as a sign of greatness is radically counter to the prevailing culture's sense of greatness, isn't it? We might, we might admire the humble, but the truly great ones in our culture, the ones truly celebrated, they're the boldest and the strongest and the loudest. They're the richest, the one with the longest resume and the most political connections, the ones with the highest test scores, the most followers. But as God reminds us through the book of Job this morning, humility is our proper posture particularly in relation to our Creator and to God's Beloved. God dramatically interrupts all of Job's friends and their theologizing. He burst, God burst in, who is this offering counsel with words lacking knowledge? He goes on to ask, where were you when I laid the earth's foundation? Tell me if you know. Where were we indeed? As I said, we deacons are to be a reminder to the church of the call we all have to humility and service. But don't let the soul fool you. I might be a symbol, but I am hardly a paragon. I can get pretty high and mighty myself from time to time. I have way too many moments when I assert that my needs are the most important of the moment. My needs are more important than those of my neighbors. Too many actions that put my desires above the needs of the common good. And by putting myself first, I end up last in my value to others. As I mentioned earlier, Christ's countercultural call to serve rather than being served is, is something that is very much a part of the culture within DYC. This year, for example, the members of the DYC are taking a huge diaconal move by adjusting the music that they will be using at the worship services for our, their retreats. See, they're doing so, they're changing up the music to make the music and therefore the retreats more accessible to a wider range of participants who come to the retreats. Even though they know that it means that the DYC members themselves may not get to sing some of their favorite songs. They are seeking to serve, not be served. 
as the ones planning the retreats, the DYC could certainly use their privilege, the privilege of their position, to sing only their favorite songs over and over. But instead, in order to be great retreat leaders, they must seek to serve the retreatants, the guests, rather than lording their privilege over them. The sons of Zebedee try to push and shove and elbow their way to the seats of high honor. The young women and men of the diocesan youth council seek to serve rather than be served. Imagine your office if this other way were the way of greatness. Imagine if seeking to serve were the norm in our schools. Imagine what driving Route 2 would look like (laughs) if folks sought to yield rather than take the right of way. Imagine a church whose focus is seeking and serving Christ in others rather than seeking our own comfort and pleasure and safety. Imagine this nation if we recognize that our great power and privilege and wealth is not our birthright, but these things are God-given resources to be used in the service of others. Imagine that kind of world. That's the world that your diocesan youth council is trying to build for their retreats. And that's the world that we as a church are called to pursue day by day. Amen.